Today's episode of the Film Stage Show is brought to you by Movie, a curated streaming service showcasing exceptional films from around the globe. For your free 30-day trial, go to mubi.com slash filmstage. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of the Film Stage Show, the movie review podcast for thefilmstage.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian J. Rowan. With me on this block, we have Bill Graham. Woo! Robin Barr. Aloha. Aloha? Aloha? What does that have to do with anything? I just felt Hamilton. (laughs) Why? No. All right, Bill, that's... (laughs) That doesn't... We were just talking about Moana. <laughs> Still not 100%, On but island. slightly closer, I guess. It's another island. Yes, uh, <laughs> the, uh, that island is indeed another island on this island. Everyone is on this island. Um, once again, a callback <laughs> to something that no one heard that happened off mic. With us today to talk about In the Heights, the brand new film from director John M. Chu, based on the stage musical... From Lynn Manuel Miranda, who yes, Bill did Hamilton. Um, we have Juan. Okay, this is hilarious. Um, Juan, we confirmed the pronunciation of your first name before we began this, but somehow Barquin, Barkin, Barkin. I kind of want to hear everyone. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, Barkin is. I mean, like, like nobody knows yeah. how to roll I was gonna R's properly, but like, don't do it. it. Barkin. 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 Yeah. I mean, that's that sounds so I'm, fancy, I'm but like, Barkin's taking like... <laughs> taking Spanish lessons, and y'all are rolling your R's. Like, there we go. Juan Barkin. Well, what did you take in high school, Bill? Your didn't you grow up in Texas? Yeah, I took Spanish, but I don't remember. <laughs> Look, it doesn't stick that in was, high school. That was, that, was, that was the first class every single day. I was half asleep during that time, so. Hmm. I don't think anyone remembers their Spanish classes from high school. Oh, I remember Senora Onga. <laughs> so I um I took a Spanish class in middle school because they let you start like one year early, I guess. And um I swear to God, my, my Spanish teacher in, in middle school... I was in like the eighth grade, was the most attractive woman that I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, it was distracting and I barely learned anything. Anyway, so my my initial plan had been to just plow forward and just anglicize the fuck out of your last name and just be like, Juan Barkin. I mean, that's fine. A lot of people do. <laughs> yes, but that seemed uh, not in the spirit of the movie that we're talking about. So Juan Barquin, thank you for being here. Would you like to tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Oh, God. Um, I don't know. I'm just a dumb bitch who talks <laughs> about too. movies a lot. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. that, you, if you want that to be it, I literally have introduced someone as a uh, self-proclaimed bisexual cryptozoologist so like i mean i do love that i do i mean i am like a self-proclaimed dumb bitch um although an editor just made me change that to loud idiot i think the other day because they didn't want bitch in the newsletter which fair oh so they don't Uh, want they don't want bitch but they do want an ableist term yes it's okay Mm. (laughs) i'll live um but yeah um i'm a writer uh Mostly freelance, uh, all over the place. Miami New Times, uh, AV Club Now. Um, 
thinks. And I have a podcast called For a Good Time, which is all about um, mostly porn, I guess, <gasps> which I run with um, my co-creator, Isabel Arf. Oh, can you have me on? <laughs> um, Absolutely. Once we start doing guests, I want to like force everyone to watch a bunch of really out there pornography. I can't oh, wait. Oh, perfect. <laughs> it's like my hobby anyway. Exactly. It's perfect. <laughs> I mean, I'll do. It. I, I. I'm a connoisseur of pornography. I really okay. Th- this is good. The part where everyone's going to yell at me. I don't watch and have never watched and do not like or understand the appeal of pornography. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It seems like it goes along with your persona, so I'm willing to accept it. All right. There's yeah. something for everyone. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I'm, called like, Reddit. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Jerking off to people talking about stonks. Um, I want to <laughs> pick up on something that you said. Haven't we already argued over whether the term idiot is ableist or not? I think it's anyway. been co-opted or was co-opted by the psychological, the burgeoning psychology community alongside like imbecile and moron and like other words that, you know, are a big part of the English language, but were used to specify people of... Uh, probably what we would now consider disabled intelligence or gotcha. whatever. Well, that's just another reason to hate psychologists, isn't it? Oh, boy, <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, you're being real glib, Robin. Anyway, <laughs> we have gotten real, real far off track. Um, <laughs> Hamilton. God damn it. Thank you. Every, Bill, every time you feel we're getting <laughs> off track, can you just scream Hamilton? Will do. Cool. Awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, back on track. The usual front matter before we get into our review. You can find us on Twitter at Film Stage Show, Facebook The Film Stage Show, email us podcast at thefilmstage.com, and of course you can give us a comment rating on iTunes. You can go to patreon.com slash thefilmstageshow, and for as little as $1 an episode, become a patron of this here podcast where you get access to our Slack channel and first crack at all of our raffles that are movie-related from thefilmstage.com. We are also brought to you by Mubi which, as I said at the top, is a curated streaming service showcasing exceptional films from around the globe. Every day, movie premieres a new film. It could be a Thomas Classic cult favorite or an acclaimed masterpiece. It's guaranteed that no matter what, it's something that you're either dying to see or you're bound to fall in love with. They got a bunch of great stuff coming to the platform, including, and I'm going to play a special song here, Yeah, that's right. The classic, The Deep Blue Sea, <laughs> from beloved English director Terrence Davies. I love it. Wow. <laughs> that, that movie fucking rocks. What a, what, a so difference, what a difference a, a definite article makes, because uh, intelligent people who listen to this podcast... Um, <laughs> Not As idiots. The idiots. To be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll know that that song was deepest bluest from LL Cool J from the movie Deep Blue Sea. But if you were to put a little the at the beginning of that, it turns into the Deep Blue Sea. Terrence Davies' film. Uh, he made a triumphant return to dramatic filmmaking after a decade away in this glowing, glorious melodrama, impeccably acted and suffuse with a melancholy romanticism that reminds us of Wong Kar Wai. It was worth the wait. That is true. However, you know, movie, I'm not saying that you should also put Deep Blue Sea on there just for the fun and confusion, but maybe you ought to. 
They've also got a uh, Petzolt series going on uh, to go in line with uh, last week when we talked about Indina. So make sure to check that out. And uh, there's a bunch of other great stuff, uh, including City Hall, which I believe was on Michael Snydell's top 10 list. Um, Sounds like it would be. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. I think I even made fun of him unknowingly before he even announced it because I was like, right, Michael Snydell is going to have like some four hour documentary about some guy who cleans like a government office building. Um, and yeah, there it is. City Hall. One of the greatest documentary film time filmmakers of all time, Frederick Weissman, has shaped the form with his astute observations of American institutions. His latest film, City Hall, is a wide ranging and engrossing opus that looks at the beauty and frustrations of local governance and community. So if you thought that Parks and Recreation was just too damn fun and not long enough, make sure to check out City Hall. You can get a free 30-day trial of movie, which is just long enough to watch City Hall, if you go to mubi.com slash filmstage. Again, that is mubi.com slash filmstage for a free 30-day trial of movie. And that is that. Um, before we uh, get to our feature review, does anyone have any news or updates about their lives or things that they like to share with the audience? I'm going on a road trip. That is true. Next week. Yeah. So we're going to be recording Luca a full week early. So oh, that's happening tomorrow. And then, uh, so we can still put that out on time. Mm hmm. So fear I'm not. Twop top dwellers. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> truly the greatest Freudian slip <laughs> of this program. Oh, boy. Anyway. I don't even know if we should just like maybe we should just stop. Add scene. <laughs> and, um, and now say that we are here, unfortunately, to talk about in the heights. Fortunately. Unfortunately, I'm not even bothering. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Wow. Nope. nope. This feels like a microaggression. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> As a anyway. human, I feel aggressed against. <laughs> Good. Um, this movie made me hate humanity. Um, let's see. Let's uh, let's talk about it. We're here to talk about In the Heights again from director John M. Chu. This movie uh, from the stage musical from Lin Manuel Miranda stars Anthony Ramos, Leslie Grace, Melissa Barrera, Corey Hawkins, and I'm gonna give a special shout out to my main man Jimmy Smiths, who is also in this movie and is the best part of it. And you can watch this movie right now in theaters, or if you're one of the many who subscribe to it, you can catch it on HBO Max. And here is the trailer. What does Juanito mean? Suenito. It means little dream. That's it? No story? All right, all right, everybody sit down, sit down. It's a story of a block that was disappearing. In a barrio called Washington Heights. The streets were made. All right, that's part of the trailer for this movie, which we are talking about. We begin, as always, with our basic nutshell thoughts uh, before moving on into more spoilery territory. We begin with our guest. Juan, what do you think of In the Heights? Um, well, I've always been a fan of the musical, so I'm kind of inherently predisposed to liking it, at least. 
Um, but I did actually really, really enjoy the movie overall. Um, I think it feels like what a big studio musical should feel like. Uh, and there's been so many shitty musicals over the last few years that like, this is a nice, nice beat, uh, for me to jump Mm -hmm. back into going back to the movies after a pandemic. Woohoo. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Robin Barr. Um, I feel the same way. I really loved it. And I, I had seen the show back in, I don't know, 2011 or 2010 or something uh, with Lin-Manuel Miranda as Uznavi. And I liked it. Um, I remember kind of nothing about the music or the story, um, except when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, it seems like this is different from what I seem to recall all of a sudden so i and i was looking at the wikipedia page yesterday and and i really actually like the choices that they make that are different from the show um that seem to be much more updated to like what is what is relevant to the now um which we can talk about later um in the post spoiler section but i i thought that it, it it's a great update um and i agree with juan that you know movie musicals have been so wan Sorry, didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Are we just yeah. trying to bully one really off of the pod? I really didn't mean to. But like they've been sort of impotent, let's just say. And this this felt so infectious, so joyous, led with love. And like normally I don't go for hokey stuff and I but I didn't feel like this was hokey at all. I loved Anthony Ramos um and I'll talk about why I loved him later on. He was fantastic. Um, I thought just like everybody in the in the supporting cast was awesome. I definitely wept at certain points. Um, I thought the composition was beautiful and that Chu brings such an innovative visual uh, narrative skill that like you could, you could never bring to the stage and also that I don't think a lot of directors would have chosen to do um, just certain just certain sequences that feel flush with sort of fantasy um, that just seemed very specific to his, his vision. And I'm so excited that he's going to be able to do um, wicked. I just learned that today. So, and I loved crazy rich Asians as well. Um, Yeah. So if I had one criticism of it, and I would like to talk about this later, I felt like it was great to see so much like body diversity throughout the chorus like you see it in you know a lot of the background dancers and all sorts of things but i kind of struggled with the fact that the leads especially the female leads um and aka the romantic interests did not have a lot of the that visual diversity that i thought i was getting supposed to be getting from this movie which had sort of been touted as like very inclusive um and again we can talk about this a little bit later but it seemed like even with certain choices um, you still get stuck with these like very, um, very Beautiful delicate, people. these delicate ingenues. athletic, like- <laughs> right? And I and like for example, you know, you have like Dasha Polanco, who's a, plays a secondary character who uses her body in beautiful ways, but it's but it's also supposed to be comedic, and that that just didn't sit well with me. But overall, I really love the film. Definitely my favorite film of twenty twenty one so far. Um, so I'm looking forward to this conversation. All right. Bill Graham. 
So I, uh, I saw this with my mom. I invited her over. Uh, my family is Cuban and Mexican, uh, heritage on her background. And so, um, it was important to kind of, you know, give my chance or give my mom a chance to watch this with me. Um, and thankfully Erica was uh, game to watch it again. She had seen a screening before I had. Um, Ooh. and so she was like, you really need to invite your mom over and let's go watch this thing. So, uh, I immediately went and, uh, did that. So, uh, had a, a nice little family gathering for that. Um, but, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I had seen Hamilton, uh, the, when Disney released it, um, like a lot of people, right. Because I wasn't going to travel to Broadway to go see this thing. And, uh, uh, Oh, uh, yeah, there's another thing. Uh, Erica saw it with her mom, uh, at like a Dallas, uh, uh, sc- or not a screening of it. Um, a play Production. She saw it with her mom. Yeah. And <clears throat> I was like, you didn't think that I might want to see that? And she was just like, <laughs> I just didn't even think. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> all right. Well, next time, you know, there's an award-winning hit Broadway musical that uh, comes to Dallas. Just let me know. Uh, might might be interested. So uh, I hadn't had any experience with this beforehand. Uh, I had been listening to some uh, podcasts and things like that afterwards to just kind of get up to speed on kind of the production of this thing and everything like that. Um, but that's, that's all background. Um, I really enjoyed this. I think, uh, like a lot of people have pointed out about musicals in general is that, uh, they are oftentimes like right around two and a half hours and that's wholly unnecessary. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I could cut some fat out of this. I'm not sure where, uh, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, some of the musical numbers are probably going to stick with me for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I find that I'm not someone that re-listens to musicals outside of Disney. Um, so, you know, take from that what you will. Um, it's just not something that I just sit down and, and re-listen to. Um, maybe because I haven't seen kind of the peak version of it you know i mean the film disney hamilton thing was like good but i don't think anybody was like that was award-winning so you know it is what it is um but i'm sure someone must have said that i'm sure uh if if you want to google it go ahead uh but yeah um I think there's definitely some fat to be trimmed here, Uh, but overall, I really, really enjoyed this. Uh, The one parting thought I will leave you with is that Lin-Manuel Miranda should not have a beard in this movie. It looks terrible. It looks awful. (laughs) Bill, you know what's crazy? He's a guy. I mean, he shouldn't be in the movie, period. Right. Bill's like, oh, there's some fat in this movie. I just don't know where it is. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) Every time Paragua shows up. No, Paragua. it's one of the best songs. The 20 the goddamn minutes uh, that he spends singing about how much he hates Mr. Softy. That's not like yeah. something that leapt out to you as something to be removed. <laughs> no, because it's a fun song. Wait, Juan, I want you to tell me why you hate Piragua. I don't hate Piragua. I just don't think it's necessary in the movie, especially when you're going to be cutting out other songs that are kind of necessary for character and relationship developments. If you're going to chop out actual story for the sake of like, 
a song that only existed to change sets. <laughs> like <laughs> that to me is so the annoying. Character, the character that it develops is the neighborhood. Oh, I, I, oh <laughs> straight to hell with that, Robin. You just take what you just said and you bury it in your backyard and sleep on its grave. I love that Jesus. song from the show. I will sure. Never- I like it in the show. I just don't think it needs to be in the movie. And I also like it's basically a one, a glorified cameo for him that's like more extended than it needs to be. And two, it includes um what's his name from the show that now I can't remember and I hate myself for forgetting his name. Um, but he was the original Benny, like the guy who plays Mr. Mm-hmm. Softy is the original Benny from In the Heights. But, like, again, just glorified cameo that doesn't need to be there whatsoever. It's comic and... relief. See, this is a problem because you're it? saying the name Benny, and I'm like, who the fuck is Benny? I... <laughs> well, we'll get into my issues with how Benny and Nita are handled in this Oh, movie. my God. Mm. It's one of the leads. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You said Benny, and I was like, oh, is that the kid who, like, is in the background and then, like, oh, has, like, sunny. one scene where he's like, oh, this is my life. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Yeah, Sonny. Jesus. No, Sonny okay. is not. It's Benny. an ensemble. It's a goddamn mess, is what it is. I hated. I would argue the show is more of an ensemble than the movie, and the movie mm-hmm. kind of overfocuses on Usnavi, which isn't like inherently a problem because I do love that character. But like, we'll, we'll get into all this in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just. Also, I, I love musicals. I, I in the Slack, uh, someone mm. said something like, "Oh, here's all the musical haters," and I said, "I love musicals. I could sing G Officer Krupke from memory, motherfucker." Um, and I said, "That's the only good song from the show." And then I knew that Ew. you and I were gonna one day fight to death on the top of a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't give him the higher ground, Robin. Don't give him the higher ground. <laughs> When they go low, I go lower. If you do give me the higher ground, don't try to flip over me, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Acrobatic. Hamilton. Hamilton, yes. Uh, Bill, come on. Like a two-line digression and you're going to (laughs) scream Hamilton? Anyway, uh, so I didn't like this movie, like, even a little bit. Um, I could could academically understand why some people might like it, but this is 100% not for me. It's just not. I think that um, I think and you know what's weird is that from everything Juan has said, uh, I think we're going to agree on a lot. I think that's just how it's going to be. I've just possible because <laughs> like the it, it like what these characters all feel like strangers. It's the craziest thing. Like the whole point of this movie is like been living on this block for my whole life, and oh boy, it's changing. Um, and there's only one character who is returning from a time, you know, elsewhere. But I swear to God, I kept being like, I kept thinking to myself, right, how long has it been since these people have seen each other? Oh, right, no, they live next door. But it's it like the the primary romance between Usnavi and Vanessa is nuts and terrible. And Benny and Nina are like sort of fine and i kept kind of wishing that they'd been the main characters um i think that the way that the movie every now and then remembers like oh right there's a plot we're supposed to be progressing through is nuts i think that the framing device and then the countdown device and then the choices made from there are crazy it made it impossible to chart the narrative evolution of anyone 
it was nuts. It was crazy. And I did like I I have made no bones about the fact that I don't 100% love Linwell Man Lin, Lin Manuel Miranda. I think I one time said that he was my nemesis because of his uh earnestness and his like need to rhyme every time that he speaks in public. <laughs> you did just rhyme, dude. What do you mean? You just rhymed every time. Uh, did I? Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, I, I certainly didn't mean to. <laughs> hey, I rhymed Juan and Juan. That's yeah. not even a rhyme. That's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on this island, we are also on this island. <laughs> that is 100% true. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, now you're kind of making me wish that I had, like, prepared a rhyming speech just no. to, to say then you're just like Christmas. him i know i know i would prove how friggin annoying it is by doing it um but yeah i just i like i don't i don't i saw this movie like two days ago and remember none of the music i remember none of the lyrics i watched it with captions on because i know myself i know that i get caught in music more than i get caught in lyrics so like i listened mm-hmm. to like Blame Miserable like six times, and then I'm like, wait, oh my god, like she's a prostitute because like oh my I god. just <laughs> did you not see the show or the movie? I didn't see the show before hearing the coke because like as a child, you know my 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 daughter, my sister, and my parents all saw Les Miserables, but I was much younger and I was not going to you know musicals with school and stuff. So like I only ever heard Les Miserables on the way to New York or from New York when we would listen to like the London cast recording in the car. Mm. So, you know, I'm listening to them like this friggin' rules. I love the repetition of themes. I love how these songs play off of each other. I love like the fear, the fer- the ferocity of the performances. This is great. Oh my God. Wait a second. There's 100% a song that I've heard like five times. And it's about a woman being forced to sell her hair to provide for Lovely her daughter. ladies. Yeah. I was like, uh, I was like my favorite song. And now that I know what it song. is about, I'm actually kind of horrified. Um, no, it's a great song. Yeah, it's a great Forcer. song. You know? <laughs> it's got that tent, 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 tent. And then it goes into the women singing. And I'm like, I love this. Like, this is a jam. And then it's like, oh, God, this is horrifying. Um, so what was your horrified moment in, in the Heights? I don't have one because like none of it stuck with me. That's what I'm saying is like I like I love musicals. I like getting caught up in them. I like having them stuck in my head. I like getting wasted and singing the whole fucking book from memory. And I just can't do it in this one because like none of it really stuck with me. Like I, it was it was like it was just flowing through my head like my brain was a Polish butterfly net. Just <laughs> A what? A Polish butterfly net. It's got Is a lot of something. Got a lot of big like, holes in it. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, like, that. I don't. <laughs> we have to cut this, Brian. Anyway, um, so yeah, I don't know. I just it, it, the the movie didn't do much for me. I I was like completely emotionally unengaged. I like I and unfortunately I was I was scared to do this podcast. I like went on Twitter to be like someone must someone that I respect must agree with me and i found a couple and so i feel kind of all right about coming on here in a negative way um i mean there's been a lot of criticism of the film i think there's been some accusations of of colorism um which i think ties into some of what the show is doing or like what they removed from the show which i think is a problem honestly 
Interesting. Well, I'll definitely be interested to hear more about that because I am unfamiliar with the stage show. This is my first interaction with this in in this property in any way. So, well, Juan, why don't you um, tell us a little bit more about that? Oh God! Yeah, I'm Um, also just going to say that we're in spoilers (laughs) now. By the way, so why not? Might as well. Um, Okay, so. The thing with, well, first of all, they killed off Nina's mom, which bothers me a little bit, but whatever, that's fine. Um, like, I I get that you want to, like, highlight Jimmy Smith. Love the man. Super thrilled about his inclusion in this. But also, like, you can you can keep both parents. Like, you can throw a little extra money at it somebody. It seems like it didn't, <laughs> like, who cares if she was around or not? I think it matters. Okay. No, no, no. I'm agreeing with you. No, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> why, what's the point of killing her? Because it didn't add anything. Yeah, exactly. It didn't add another dim- dimension of, like, emotionality. Well, that was... What, did, did they ever even have, like, a oh, ever since your mom died kind of thing? They, like, barely mention it. Right. Like, you say they killed her off. I was like, oh, was that, like, canon? Or is that is that just how you're saying, like, she's been removed? Because, like, I yeah. thought she just wasn't in the picture. I didn't really... Oh, no, they actively been... say, like, oh, like, your mother rest in peace or something. And I'm like, oh, okay, that was a weird way to cut her out, but go off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, like, the whole thing with Nina and Benny is, like, Benny is, like, African-American. He's like not latino at all doesn't speak spanish and there's like a whole ongoing thing where like like one of the best songs in the show in my opinion is called sunrise and like it's just nina and benny after like sleeping together um sort of like them navigating their relationship and her teaching him words in spanish and the whole over like i guess the whole theme of like their relationship being a struggle is also emphasized by like the fact that her father kind of hates him even though like he works for him and it's this not just like active racism within the latin community because like i mean you can ask literally any person who's like a white or like white passing latin person we all know like our families are racist (laughs) this is not a it's not something we can ignore um but like the show actually gets into that to some extent and the movie doesn't at all and i think it's a little questionable especially with like i know recently like john chu was talking about like oh there's black people in the movie they're like dancing in the background and i'm like oh that's a choice on how to talk about Praise this that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw that. I um, but like it's i understand that you're trying to frame the movie as like this celebration of like latin culture and things but i also think you can't take out criticism of said culture mm-hmm. that actually matters so yeah that's that's my I take think- I, I think it's definitely a choice because, you know, I, I heard about this recently on another podcast and they were talking about how, um, you know, Corey Hawkins obviously is, is standing in for, um, what's his, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember. It's, it's the guy that's playing, uh, Mr. Softy, right? Uh, Christopher yeah. Jackson was actually there a mini character. Um, and so, you know, I, I think it's interesting that people have kind of, caught on or not caught on to this but kind of latched onto this because i feel like it's it's a criticism that is 
absolutely fair, but I also don't know who is making these kind of decisions, right? Because obviously it sounds like Lin-Manuel Miranda has pretty much all the power in the world, right? Like, I mean, he is coming off of this, you know, award-winning, record-breaking Broadway run with Hamilton. Is, is it still on Broadway or is it like... It's reopening. Is on Broadway? It's, yeah, I was about to say. Oh, okay. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's a fair question, but... It okay, is, in so, fact, so, reopening, though. Okay. So, I mean, you know, it's just going to continue to pile and pile money. Um, and so... We're going to see this year alone a lot of new um, musicals as well. And Mm -hmm. I think part of that is just because of obviously COVID and everything like that. And, you know, uh, production has just kind of halted on most other films. And so I think there's just a backlog of of movies. And so it just happens to be there's like four or five different big, uh, you know, musicals that are going to be hitting this year uh, in particular. Um, and Lin-Manuel Miranda actually has another, right? Uh, what is it? Click, click, boom or something? Uh, <laughs> isn't tick, it? tick, boom. Tick, click, click, boom, boom yeah. is the, uh, is is the song, song from P.O.D. but uh yeah you know so i think it's interesting because i'm i'm not sure who is making this decision because it would seem that if lynn manuel miranda is behind it it would almost feel like a betrayal because why would he put it in his original uh you know on broadway play and then take it out for the movie that seems so so weird and i'm not sure if you know i mean obviously he has a lot of power but maybe he doesn't have enough power to kind of keep this stuff in or maybe he wanted to soften it so it could play on to a wider audience without feeling like a criticism um you know there's also you know, just the idea of the Black Lives Matter movement that's, you know, really sprung up and maybe he didn't want to step on that uh, very much and kind of have more racism in kind of pop culture. I could see him kind of. That's being what like, I thought it was. And yeah, it, he wasn't like, the like only maybe pers- we like- don't need this, you know, and it, which is it, like it's good intention, but it's like, OK, but you're also kind of taking the easy route with, you know, a lot of, a lot of Latino culture, like does not like, uh, African Americans. And it's, there is racism within the Latino community. I was about to Um, say, they don't even like a lot of other Latinos. I had a friend in Texas who one time gave me the rundown of how all of uh, Central America feels about all the other ones Mm-hmm. And it was oh, like I, my head spun. He was so you he just was... had a regular day in Miami, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, and so... also like we can't attribute everything to Lin Manuel Miranda because no, Kiara Allegria Hoods yeah wrote the screenplay and was um and she originally wrote the book. So I see this as her re sculpting her story for a show that for a film of a show that was originally written 15 years ago, 16 years um, ago. I have a question for the the theater nerds among us. (laughs) So the, the, the state, the musical stage play is by Lin-Manuel Miranda, but the book is by. He did the music and lyrics. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hoods, Cara Allegria Hoods did the book. 
Okay, it's like so they're combined. It was a collaboration, right? Yeah. So, but they were. He didn't come to her and be like, "I've got like sixteen great songs. Can you make a fucking story around it?" <laughs> I right, don't okay. think that's how it works. <laughs> right. The, he must have been like, "It's about a bunch of people," and she's like, "Where?" And he's like, "In the Heights," and she's like, oh, "Okay, we can work together on this." And I mean, he wrote the earliest draft according to Wikipedia. He wrote it during his sophomore year of college at Wesleyan, and then. I guess he, she joined the, and this was like in the late nineties. And then she joined up like five years later. So she probably edited whatever shit he was throwing. In. <laughs> your, your, your songs are great. Uh, I got to say these, this she's dialogue a is fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I just, I wanted to clarify that as we start parceling out blame. Right. And that's why I'd like, I, I liked her screenplay and I think you know, the stuff with Benny um, I'm not saying it's, you know, I'm not saying she has an award-winning screenplay, but I liked it. And the stuff with Benny, I, even though maybe it would have been, maybe it would have had more nuance. I also think the choice was fair because yeah. it just makes it a lighter film. Um, it also, it doesn't allow for anybody to denigrate anybody else on the basis of the color of their skin or like based on, you know, what is perceived as a different race. And so whatever, I'm a white woman. Like I'm not saying this correctly, but I just, I understand why those choices were made. And I was trying to explain this to my husband too, that I think that I was really, uh, because that was one of the few storylines I had remembered. I was like, almost like dreading when that came up because I Mm. just was not looking forward to like Jimmy Smith's going there. And I was glad that they cut it out, even though it sort of reduced the impact of that romance. Um, mm-hmm. I still got it, though. I, I the one they also made this big change too with Nina's character, um, where they made her her issue at Stanford. So this is a character who yeah. is a first generation low income student going to Stanford. I'm not. It's bizarre to me that she's not on financial aid, given what Stanford financial aid packages mm-hmm. are like. But her f- father runs a very successful business, so whatever. Um, yeah, it's one of those I, things where it's like, oh, his like wealth probably puts her out of it. Yeah, I mean, like, I see on that, paper yeah. he's worth a lot, yes. but like none of that's liquid. Yeah, and I have a lot of students who deal with that. Like, like functionally, they are low income, but you know, because mm-hmm. they like. Let's talk about that ProPublica piece for the next forty minutes. Right. <laughs> So, Jesus. so she goes to in the in the show. She goes to college and has to work a lot of jobs and fails because she doesn't have the time to like do her work and go to school. And in the film, they make it so that she experiences a lot of racism and isolation, and that is what kind of makes her depressed and she has a hard time with college. And that is much more realistic to me. Although it would have been interesting to have more of the more of the nuance of of the class issues as being part Mm -hmm. of why she left college, but the race considerations um, are a lot of what my students go through at an elite school. Um, And so it it just made more sense to me that they updated it that way. And I think that that storyline works and you rarely see a student like that uh, on in film or in, 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 art in general where you know you you have the student who's supposed to be like you're the one who got out you're the one who's saving the family and what kind of pressure that puts on somebody 
That's and when like, your mental health gets in the way, that is like such an identity killer. No matter I feel how like that's the are. only kind of student that we see in popular culture is that you're the one that got out. Yeah, but not not necessarily the issues that she's facing. You see the student that gets out. That's a trope. Mm-hmm. But not so much the students that I interact with on a daily basis, which are the ones that, yeah, they're plucked, quote unquote, from obscurity to go to this like wonderful school. And what they don't expect going to that school is the uh, the expectations of high performance alongside being in a new place, the culture shock of, of an elite school, the invisible, this invisible toolkit that you that you need to survive, which is like all the social skills that other students from more privileged backgrounds receive. So I think the movie encapsulates that very well. Um, I just wish Nina didn't have such boring songs. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna get into a fight about this. I'm sorry. I, I would I would counter by saying <laughs> literally everyone has boring them. songs. So it's All not right, a Nina problem. <laughs> I you know what? Like you're not even an, an unpopular minority because one of my best friends who watched the movie with me hates Nina and hates that like hates breathe. And I'm like, no, breathe makes me cry literally every time I hear it because that's like hard relatable. Uh, <laughs> right, because sometimes life is like an hourglass glued to the table. Wow. <laughs> All right, you're going to go on your island and you're going to stick on that island. I'm going to stay on that <laughs> island, happy on my own island. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, it's fine. You know what? If she, can, if she wants to be like the ballad, you know, little waif, then like, why is Vanessa also the ballad little waif? I don't like that. I will not disagree with that, Um, but I like Nina's ballads better <laughs> i agree I, with you vanessa's like a non-entity to me she's like I, the hot one so can wait 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 can we is she the hot one because like if we're about to start picking sides nina's definitely the hot one i mean yeah objectively nina is hotter than vanessa in the movie what? glad but... we could get here oh wait, I... robin disagrees <laughs> i kept I think okay it's i all about just... dasha polanco and like oh bueno no 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 no. if we're getting off into like other yes objectively the entirety of the salon is the hottest in the cast (laughs) i i don't know how to disagree with that in a way that won't get me yelled at so i'm not going to no it's because they're framed as comic devices no i think the problem is that their styling is is i hate the word problematic but it feels (laughs) problematic I mean, I don't know if I would call them problematic just because, like, that's basically what you get when you go to, like, a salon in, like, Miami or, like, But it feels like it's done, as Robin said, like, for comedy. Like, you know, like, like, Vanessa's walking around with her, like, you know, mesh midriff bearing long sleeve shirt and Nina's looking like a fashion plate. But, like, (laughs) oh, now we're in the beauty salon. And ironically, these women are, like... I like they just were felt really coded to me as like low class reaching for class through mm. cheap ostentatious. They are, and that's but like that's, but that's not not yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't think that's untrue of like what there's there's a Life fine is? line. <laughs> yeah, there's a fine line between reality and like stock characters. Right, it was caricature esque, right? is what I yes. think. Yes, and, and yeah. it, these are tropes that they're kind of portraying and kind of and kind of utilizing, but it's not 
unreal, right? So it's like, you know, you can criticize it a lot and be like, well, that's that's just a cliche. And then someone will be like, okay, let's go to the salon down the street. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, maybe, maybe it's a little bit closer to reality than I want to admit. Oh, 100%. So, it's like literally like, I know these women. Vanessa <laughs> also I'm works like there, right? The actors, like I'm fine with the, like the actors who play Nina and Vanessa. And I loved Nina's piercings. Like I kind of really want those. I just, oh, yeah. she has they piercings? seem to be like annoyingly hot. When I thought <laughs> the whole thing about this movie was that this was supposed to be like, I don't know. Robin, diversity does not extend to aesthetically beautiful people. (laughs) How have we not learned that yet? It's very unfortunately true. I think that, but what I'm saying is like, there's a breadth of what beauty could be. And so disappointing. That's not how it works here. Listen, I 100% agree with you. Don't tell me a woman. has been like you know fattened up on hollywood like weight stereotypes like i know all that stuff and that's why i'm sad that even this movie couldn't i don't know show me something i haven't seen before well you'll never see i mean that's that's i've kind of gotten used to it now like in a movie especially with all the dancing and stuff in it you're never going to see a guy like who looks like me dancing unless it's for a laugh and that's not uh, just no, because I am hopelessly uncoordinated. No, 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 no. There, there are definitely some uh, very different body types in uh, the background. In the shots. background, dancing in the background. Oh, in well, the okay, background. okay. Well, that's they, my point. They are in the fore- yeah. They are in the foreground at certain points as well. But what I'm saying is, no, they are not the main cast, but they are there, and I, I really appreciated the fact that I got to see a lot of these different body types and things like that. Because if you're gonna go to to a pool, a average pool at at like a public area, you are not going to see just nothing but you know skinny people. There's going to be a lot of different body types. Now, I don't know if I saw anybody with a t-shirt on, but uh, you know, uh, oh, I thought they all had t-shirts on. I can't. This is no, my problem: is pool. I can't speak intelligently about like the aesthetic choices <laughs> in this movie because I literally can't remember. And yet you saw Godzilla at least twice. I did because (laughs) I had to because it too was. uh, But okay, people have already started giving me shit about this. Again, I had to watch Kong versus Godzilla twice because I made the mistake of going back and watching watching Godzilla King of the Monsters. And they are so interchangeably terrible that I forgot what thing happened in what movie. Okay, that's yes. absolutely ridiculous, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but so I didn't have that problem with the two movies that I've watched this weekend because Luca is nothing like in the Heights. Yes, it's yes. short and light. Exactly. It's short, light. It's really good. <laughs> wow. This aggression. Um, 96,000 is a great set piece, though. Oh, it's so good. That's it one is. of my standouts. That is yeah. one of the moments like, in the movie that, mm, that it made me the most upset because I was like, I should love this and I don't. <laughs> I didn't love 
like the obviously CGI water, but like okay, water is fine with it. <laughs> My wow. biggest issue, wow. biggest issue, and only real issue with that set piece. I think otherwise it's gorgeous. There's like three shots of Usnavi in yes. front of a green screen cut in, 100%. and they are by far the worst thing in that movie. Oh my god, they are. That is that was. I I'm glad that you remembered that because now I'm remembering myself experiencing that and being like. <laughs> This can't be right. But I think that one of my issues with the movie might be aesthetically, it has a lot. I called it a Gap commercial. A different friend of mine who did not see when I called it a Gap commercial called it a Target ad. It's like Mm -hmm. it has that kind of post-production color corrected. It's it, it. I was shocked to learn that it was filmed on the streets of Washington Heights at certain points because they just... They buff it too much, man. It's just too perfect. They like the lighting. I, I, yeah, I think I think but that's, that's part of purpose. the charm. Yeah. I don't find that charming. Look like it looks super terrible. It looks you very flat. You want it to flat. be West Side Story. Well, mm-hmm. it's like in my head, I just think like the other alternative to that is like Tom Hooper's Les Mis that just looks like... Mm-hmm gray and miserable and yeah. I can't fucking stand. And I think like I'd rather have like polished sheen. Yeah, you want it to look like the Deuce, and this is a musical, so no. <laughs> the de- oh, the Deuce, the uh, the the David Simon thing, which is fucking fantastic and gross looking, and needs to be gross looking. I want my but fancy see, kinda, big Hollywood think... musical to be shiny and orange. Now, this yeah, is the... there's a level of like fantasy to it. <laughs> Did you say shiny yes. and orange. <laughs> Yes, like this movie is shiny and orange. <laughs> yes, it is 100% orange. Um, that whole dancing on the side of the building scene is like orange, the goddamn movie. Um, oh, I loved that. Oh, I love God. that scene. I don't like that song for it because I think it would have been better for Sunrise, which got cut, but whatever, yeah. it's fine. That would have been. <laughs> no, I mean, but it see, been the issue is that that too. song, yeah. that dancing, that scene took place at sunset, so it wouldn't have made any sense. They could have made it in Sunrise. <laughs> shit nobody knows it's like post romeo and juliet who the fuck knows which way the like gwb face is like nobody unfortunately i am from the new york area my family's in queens so um what i was gonna say is it it, that would be like if you were to i don't know do a completely realistic looking cgi remake of the lion king and have can you feel the love tonight take place in the early afternoon it would make no sense um yeah but you'd also i don't really remember that literally that's what happened robin that's the joke okay. i'm making okay, okay. <laughs> i don't remember that scene, i remember okay i will say that scene as a child is like the horniest thing i'd ever intrinsically understood oh totally oh yeah um the way that nala looks up at him has like oh, shaped yeah. my conception <laughs> of earthly lust and desire <laughs> So, like, if I'm with a woman and she doesn't look at me that way, I'm like, oh, she doesn't love me. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Damn. That's rough. Um, speaking of lust and desire and human sexuality, Lin-Manuel Miranda Is does not doll. understand of it. I, I Nothing. Uh, please take him out of this movie. <laughs> well, well, I mean, that the problem is that he wrote the motherfucker. So like, I don't care. You don't need to be in it. Well, no, I'm saying that his lack of understanding of like human desire and romance oh, and yeah. chemistry extends to literally every character. Like the the Usnavi and Vanessa. Uh, every time they talk, I'm like, God, how long has it been? Like, where, like it feels like they're strangers from it's scene because- to scene. I will okay. I'll I'll explain why I think that is. I think because Anthony Ramos, Anthony Ramos has the on-screen 
charisma no of fuck a you block of not, wood dust i will no, fight no, you i will, I will you. fight you no, right he, is, now. he is oscar worthy in my i have oh never i think he's Robin. excellent I wouldn't call him Oscar worthy. I do think he is by far like one of the most charismatic like star presences I've seen in a while. Yes, totally fresh, totally real and in the scene and sweet. Oh my God, he brings it. I fell in love with the character because of it. Disagree. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I I could go into it, but I'm curious to hear what it's like. Vanessa's a block of ice to me. Yes, yes. And I think that's the, I don't know if it's the character. I don't know if it's the actress. I haven't seen Vita. I would like to now. I think it's a little column A, column B. She just, like, I didn't get the chemistry between them because I just didn't get her. Mm-hmm. Whereas well, I 100% got Anthony Ramos. Mm. Yeah. I also think the choice to make her a fashion designer, it's like, yes, some of it works narratively, but then, like, when they finally reveal her outfits at the end, I'm like, oh shit, maybe you shouldn't be doing this. And I kept thinking he was going to be like, oh, she's terrible. I've got like graduation <laughs> goggles on. I need to get the fuck out of here. The Dominican Republic. You know what? You're just reinforcing. Like I'm, I have all these criticisms of this movie that I didn't know lived inside of me. And yet I still love it. So I feel like oh, yeah, that's no. the power of this movie. I sound like I don't like it as much well, as see, I do, but I really do love so much. That's why I was I saying really like do. you and I are going to agree on a bunch, but it's weird. Cause I hated every, all seven <laughs> hours of this two and a half hour movie. <laughs> okay. So wait, so did you not like a single musical Paciencia set piece? Yeah. Come on. That's like a weeper. Or like bare minimum, like No Me Diga's staging, I oh, think is no like Wait, one is No Me Diga? Mm. The, the one in the salon. Gossip. Oh. Mm. <laughs> With the dancing wigs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh God. Great. The creepiest motherfucking thing I've seen since the last oh, Conjuring movie or something. Okay. Oh, why uh, didn't Cora watch this with you? She could have changed her mind. Because she was tired from watching Luca 17 times. Well, now you gotta show her this one. Day. I was thinking about it, um, but then she went to bed, and then I was like, I'm just going to knock this motherfucker out. It was a Friday night. I was seeing, I was getting my dog the next day, and I knew that I wanted the rest of my weekend to be good. <laughs> See, now, now you got to show it to her. You know now there's no sex or anything unobjectionable yeah. in it. Yeah, I probably could have guessed that, because like Lin-Manuel Miranda's big, oh, I'm about to cheat song in Hamilton is like a guy who knows he shouldn't have like a second helping of fries. Like that's. <laughs> he's like, I also like, think Lin Manuel Miranda has literally no sex appeal whatsoever. And then you look at Anthony Ramos, and it's like, oh yeah, I get it. Yes. <laughs> no, because exactly. I think another part is that Anthony Ramos is definitely doing the whiny Lin Manuel Miranda voice, and I just don't understand why anyone would ever be into that. I don't know if. Back. That's his rap to me. What was that? I think it's like a good balance. Wiki, 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 wiki. (laughs) What the shit is that? That's his rap style. Yes, it's true. Parents just don't understand. (laughs) Oh, boy. But I think, like, Anthony Ramos just has, like, that ideal balance of, like, oh, this guy's sort of a fucking dweeb, but also just, like, he has, like, this natural charm that balances that out really well, whereas I just think Liminal Miranda's really fucking annoying and, like, leans into that dweeb show-wise versus this, which, I don't know, again, I just like Wasnavi better here. Liminal <laughs> Miranda's whole energy is the kid who is trying to get back to at his middle 
school bullies 100 percent by being who he is now yes <laughs> so like i'll show them i'm just real gonna lead into it energy. even harder <laughs> it, What'd see, you say? it's just like you said like you know he's getting back at his bullies and he's like i'm just gonna lean into it even harder i'm gonna rub my success in their face and just like up the personality that they all hated to 11 yes yeah. he doubled down That's i am awful. They were just trying to course correct his behavior and he just went straight like 11. Another problem, and this is not something that we need to dwell on. I'm sure we'll talk about it when we talk about Dear Evan. Oh, I don't think we're allowed to. I think uh, our dear leader next to that one. First of all, he's our benevolent lord and master. Dear leader is what you call Kim (laughs) Jong-il. What I was gonna say is, I can't, like these these people are all too old. I think for the characters they're supposed to be playing, because Nina's supposed to be like eighteen, maybe. Uh, oh, nineteen. Okay. Okay. Like, what is yeah. this criticism? I, like, I'm just saying, <laughs> it's. I don't know if I think it's fair to criticize this one on that. Like, at, like at least they look young. They do look. <laughs> as they do appear youthful. I will give ben you that. Platt. Their energy is youthful. Dear ben Evan Hansen, you look forty-five. Ben Literally. Platt looks like he is going through his third divorce and yes. has yes. wandered into a high school to like remember the glory days, even though he it was has not never been then. kissed. <laughs> Um, there's a, there's an actor that I kept thinking of, and maybe it's just because he also, uh, was kind of like in a hustler, New York story. Um, Victor, uh, Rasik. Does anyone know who that is? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, he was in, um, the, how to make it in America as Cameron. Does anyone ever watch that show? No. This, this is, this is such a, this is weird. I'm pulling up a real deep cut actor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna this is a uh, he played daniel garcia in the baker and the beauty did anyone watch that series i didn't but i've heard of all the shows. yeah i just pointedly didn't watch them anyway um i really like him and i think that he perhaps could have done something with this usnavi character because what i'm getting from anthony ramos is this nothing usnavi fella <laughs> this usnavi guy um <clears throat> anyway, he's got what I feel like you all are describing. He's great at like putting on cool but being like a real friggin' dork. Mm. So if you see him in any of those shows that I just mentioned, he's got that. Um he also has like a two-line scene in Godzilla. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, D- don't they matter. all? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the first one. Accelerate the, the propellerates. <laughs> Did you say accelerate the propellerates? Yes. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> that's my example of the dialogue from that movie. <laughs> okay. That's so a good that's a good I, example though. But I, yeah, I, I, I don't keep... know. I just there's there's so much that keeps me on the outside. And then we haven't even gotten into the stupid framing device of this goddamn movie. I I don't mind I, it. I didn't mind it. Oh. I don't care for it, but I don't hate it. I hated it. And yeah, exactly. I, so so from from what I understand it, it seems like it's kind of put in there to kind of give the people that actually watch the stage play a kind of a a little bit of a I guess a red herring is is too harsh of a word for this, but mm-hmm. it's kind of to give them a little bit of a curveball of whether uh, he's actually going to leave or not, right? And so I think that's that's kind of the reason it's there. It's also the reason that, um, you know, 
he can sing towards the camera. It's the reason that he can kind of have the story. But I think overall, when you kind of look at how it wraps up, I, I feel fairly satisfied that they actually use that as a a reason. They weren't just pulling the rug out from under you. Like, you know, it's and I, I like that he's kind of made this his ideal home his his dream his what what, what are they uh it's when you do so you know it's I, I i don't mind it like i i think that's fine i think i i think i have seen so many worse variants of you know kind of the the bookends kind of thing. Um, I didn't mind this one very much. So I minded a lot. <laughs> Again, you know I think I the only you didn't like anything. Of I'll this. tell you why I liked it because I think it um, ultimately emphasizes this idea that you can't go home again. Um, it's it's something I kind of experienced a few years ago when I uh, I won this grant to do some research on my like genealogy. It was for a, an academic thing I was working on, and. I got this grant to go visit like where my ancestors were supposedly from um, after doing some of this research. It was in Eastern Europe. I went to Odessa. I went to Moldova. Um, there's very little left of the life that my great-grandparents would have known um, back in that era. And although obviously it was 100 years ago, it was also like 100 years ago and like several genocides later. So mm-hmm. I think I kind of intrinsically understood this idea that like even though there are stories and there are narratives and there's this like beauty that one has either imagined or remembers you can't really create that you have to create you have to create home wherever you are um and and you get that in the song Pacienza y Fe cuz mm-hmm. you know you have um abuela claudia who's reminiscing about her life in in Cuba and also remembering the tough things of of her life there and how there was no food and there was no work and and why her mother took her over to the United States and the suffering they they felt and experienced even though there was food and work um it was I, I thought that song was just so beautifully rendered and also just beautifully composed visually on screen with the costuming and mm-hmm. the, and the direction that was my favorite sequence in the whole thing i was like dripping tears into my mask in the movie same Um, (laughs) oh i didn't even ask who went to the theaters for this oh i saw in theaters that may have been a difference too because i can't imagine watching this at home i would have probably been on my phone half the time well i mean like the first time i watched it i did at home with my friend we were both like delighted the entire time we did pause after paciencia fe just because like I needed a, a break. Uh, <laughs> you needed some water. <laughs> yeah, like no big deal. I do think like I fully agree with you. It's like the most gorgeously designed number in the movie, like just visually wonderful in every single way. And I also love the way it actually recontextualizes the song from mm. the stage show, because in the stage show, she's just kind of like singing it like and remembering her life right after uh, finding out that she won 96,000 mm-hmm. and in the movie it's pretty much just like the ideal like coda of her life like here's yeah. mm-hmm. how I'm going out and like I I think like one of my favorite things is just like her they have the shot of her looking out into the living room and it's just like 
her whole neighborhood and family like hugging each other and like you know she did what she did like she was able to give these people who like lived with her yeah exactly like she She created a family yeah she saw them all having a beautiful moment and said i'm gonna ruin this for them (laughs) (laughs) but it was that scene was also very well done i think so too it was really realistic to me i think it's gorgeous um but yeah i yeah i fucking love busting wait how did how did how did this start oh we were talking about (laughs) sueñito and how Oh yeah, the framing device. Uh, we were talking some, about the framing. I feel like cheesy, but... Robin also screamed at me when I said I didn't like or really remember most of the songs or any of the songs from this. You at some point did scream "Paciencia." <laughs> scream! <laughs> I emphasized. Spoke. I just like there's enough. So- like I can understand maybe not remembering like some of just like the like narrative progression songs, but I feel like. Like, Paciencia y Fe is, like, a number. I think, like, maybe 96,000 I can understand because it's mostly just kind of, like, like, rapping through people saying a story. But, like, um, what's the other one that I'm thinking of? Like, Carnaval del Barrio, I think, is, like, so catchy. Oh, I fucking loved that. That was probably, like, my favorite song. Like, maybe not words, if you remember, but, like, like Oh, but it just had a great, great vibe. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I and okay. First of all, Daphne Rubin Vega. Oh my god! Yes. Holy fucking shit! I didn't. Daphne Rubin Vega is like, love her to death. I've loved her since Wild Things because I will take any opportunity to remind everyone that Wild Things is perfect. Um, and (laughs) also, also, um, originate Mimi. Yeah, she was Mimi and Ren. (laughs) Yeah, like not Rosario Dawson. Thank you. No, she couldn't play it in the movie because she was pregnant. Fun fact of the oh, day. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, her and the woman who played Joanne, Freddie Walker, were the only two who didn't play or like didn't play the roles they played on Broadway in the movie. See, and I hers was because she was pregnant. They should have. Re- I remember watching Rent and being like, "Man, these forty-year-olds really have to get their life together." <laughs> I really like Rent. I mean, it's not a great movie, but I, I was like going to say, okay, <laughs> I'll tell you why. Cause it was the first time I had experienced it. And so it imprinted on. Oh, me. see, I, I, I remember watching that movie and being like, this was a mistake. I should have waited for <laughs> literally like just my college to put it on or some bullshit. Like I, this was a bad choice. Cause I'm watching like detective green from homicide be like, ah, I'm a super young person and life is tough. And I'm like, detective green, what? <laughs> Like, yeah, but also I was 15 or you you were probably the same age, but like I was like 15 or 16 when this came out. So like they just everybody at the age of 20 would have looked old to me. Like wait, yeah. Rent was 2005. I was 18. I was 14. <sighs> Y'all go straight. 2005. I was I wasn't even 17 yet when I when it came out. So when I saw it i just presume like everybody looked old yeah 100 percent. like that no. did not phase me i was like oh yeah tay diggs has figured it out because he too is 40 but like at least he's like made something of his life and this 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 <laughs> that documentary dude didn't if he, you isn't he also a benny <clears throat> i think he is Maybe. a benny i'm looking probably at, he is benjamin coffin the third so yeah i yeah, think I they think call he him benny. benny anyway um hamilton <laughs> We're talking about musicals. This is relevant. Yeah. It's in the wheelhouse. It's in the heights. (laughs) 
It's on an island. Yes. Everybody's on this island. Actually, the Heights is an, is on an island, the island of Manhattan. Boom. That's what I said originally. Yes. That's why, that's why I brought it up. I will say, too, like one of the other criticisms that I've heard, and maybe Juan, you also heard this, is that the real Washington Heights should, would normally have more uh, black Dominican people. Yeah. Um, and so that's also like another element of the erasure. I mean, I think that's definitely true. <laughs> um, but I mean, again, it's it's like one of those things where I mean, I don't even know if I can defend. I can't defend it. I don't like. I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we already went hard. through our whole. Yeah, because uh, again, like I understand why they did certain things, but at the same time, like there's ways to improve on it. That could have been done. That All worked. Right, new adaptation. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Honestly, I think most like musicals should just get like new adaptations every few years. I don't care. Sign so you're okay with West Side Story? Firmly disagree because West Side Story is coming out at some point. I mean, <laughs> I will say this as someone who doesn't actually like the uh, Robert Weiss's West Side Story that much. Um, I, I mean, like, I'm not super excited about spielberg's but also like i don't mind i'll watch it like i'll watch any watch it but like isn't one of the ansels or whatever yeah that dumbass has been uh cgi'd out and they've put tignataro in there right i would love that (laughs) i Um. fucking would kill somebody to see that like i would actually just like take a life who is ansel in that movie he's not tony is he yeah i think he is oh God, yeah, I would rather see Tignataro as Tony. Oh but my see, God, like, I hate Natalie Wood in the original. Oh, really? <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's like yeah. shitty brown face. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't think she's that good in it. Exactly. <laughs> like, I can maybe excuse the, like, like light brown face for it if, if she was good in it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the movie's all about Rita Moreno. Like, yeah, 100%. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, she's friggin'. I mean, if you want to talk about chemistry between two people. Nala and Simba. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we can go back to that if you want. I was um, going to say Bernardo and Anita, right? I mean, I, so, I don't. Yeah. I watched it on a plane, so I don't uh, really remember oh, what it all the that shit? well. <laughs> I was like, man, I don't actually like West Side Story that much. It's like maybe I my least song. Don't, and I think that's thing. why my favorite song is about like all these like kids who grew up in shitty households, just like making fun of a police officer. It's yeah. just, like that is why I like it. <laughs> I don't know. And I also, like, the lesbian like so character. Like, can we get more of her in the next West Side Story? Is she We're a lesbian, or is she just like a hard tomboy? Um. I don't know if she's a lesbian or like proto trans. I I just don't know. But she's like, coded queer. Let's take it. Thank you. <laughs> she like no no doubt about it. I forget that, her name. It's like Betty or that's, something. That's something that I I heard on another podcast that they were mentioning about uh, our movie that we're doing a podcast on called In the Heights. Um, that Stephanie Ouch. Beatrice's Luca. character, yes, uh, Carla, is supposed to be gay. Yeah. Yeah, she's totally grinding on that other person from the place. Yeah, I mean, like, the in the first uh, number, they basically show them waking up in bed together and her kissing Daphne on, like, the cheek. What? I don't remember this. Yeah. 
Wait, which yeah, one is Daphne? This is. Um, no, not Daniela. oh, sorry, Daphne. Yeah, Daniela. Oh, actress named Daphne. Yeah, sorry. Okay, <laughs> I was Coca. like, wait, I thought she was with the other one. Yeah, Stephanie Beatrice kisses uh, <laughs> Daphne Ruby and Vega. Yeah, and they like, dance like, like really number. sensually at some. Point. Yeah, like she grinds up on her. <laughs> I really don't remember that at all. But if I, well, hmm. I think yeah, also, I know, but just, I love her. I know, I you know, she had a, a whole thing in uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine about being bi. Yeah. So I just assumed yeah, that they would, real life. yeah, that they would like work that into the movie. But you know what else is great about this character? Because we're so used to seeing this actress as like a hard, deep-voiced, sarcastic, tough guy oh, type Ste- character. Stephanie, Stephanie yeah. Beatrice, and in yeah. this, she's just like yeah. such a little. Fritterer, I loved it. I loved her voice oh, work. She's in this. delightful. She, I yeah, wanted her I, like I way more on screen than Vanessa. Yeah, she should have played funny Vanessa. Because w- when I first saw her, I recognized her, and then throughout the rest of the film, I didn't recognize her, and I was like, "Is that not her?" Where did she like, go? I was just like, I was like, "What?" Because <laughs> she looks she so doing? much taller in this movie than I've ever seen her look. I just thought she just looked like such a tall drink of water. And I don't know. Maybe it's I mean, I get straightened. it. Can I? Yeah. I have to. All right. I, I, you know, once again, I just like, all right, I don't shit wanna... on it. Just no, like, no, no. I, 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 you know, Stephanie Beatrice, great, wonderful lover. Uh, not in this movie, but in general. Yes. Um, she was fantastic in Bojack Horseman. Um, mm-hmm. What I was going to say was I also didn't like in this movie and I would love for someone to talk about it. Uh, in a in a good way, or at least to tell me that I'm not wrong, but that they didn't care. The fact that the movie is like, all right, we're three days away from a blackout, and I'm like, oh shit, a blackout. Okay, so like if we're if we're hyping that up, that must be the do the right thing esque, you know, moment of catalyzation of of everything, and then we get Juan, to the blackout. Do you want to take this one? I mean, I think you're just expecting a different movie. Right, I, but that's the. <laughs> So like, the show they do a there's a whole looting thing. Yeah. Okay. And so I that's think interesting. Understandably, yeah. they cut that out. So there's, um, but not only that, but then it's but like, the, I, okay, I three I, days later, still got a blackout, and I'm like, oh my god. And then I like pause the movie. It's like there's still a fucking hour left in this thing. <laughs> and then it's like, and like I don't know, thirty days later, and I'm like, what? We just had a whole song about how we were gonna rock the fucking streets tonight. And everyone agreed, and the power came on, and you cut to 30 goddamn days later? I wanted they, to see the Carnival de Del Barrio or that whatever. Was the shit. That was the Carnival. That yeah. was Daniela had to go. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. It's literally not like a. <laughs> it's not it's like Carnival like, in like yeah. Brazil. <laughs> I thought they were. They kept hyping up a block party. I was like, this is it, right? Like, they're going to do it. That was the block party. That was the and block then party. Daniela had to go up to the Bronx. Exactly. God, she was, was just a... pissed because everyone was like, not saying bye. <laughs> Yeah, that which sucks. I guess same. Yeah. That sucks for all the people who wanted a block. Like, party. where's my audience? Um, okay, so that explains that. And then it's like thirty days later, and I like still can't tell if Nina and Benny have finally banged it out. They did. They should have made that more explicit. I Again, sunrise needs to fucking be there. Well, because it's like, literally hey. their morning after fucking song. Oh well, that yeah. Then they one hundred percent needed that song. Yeah, um, it's like right during the blackout. They literally like have sex, and then it's like the sun is rising, so they're finally getting light, and it's the two of them just having a conversation and bringing light onto their relationship. Oh, and that's it's like beautiful. fuck, like 
that's good. Why would you cut that song? It's it's still, well, you know, yeah. they had to have Paragua. You know, Piragua, fucking Piragua, Jesus. Jesus. No, I'm forever the Piragua apologist. Oh, not to mention, like, no. the random cut to, like, his parents' cameo in the movie was, like, threw me for a loop, Wait, too. It almost there? sounds like you're a fanboy <laughs> or, or a fan... Th- they, I, I don't know, <laughs> like a banner. A fan I don't know. I didn't mean to be disrespectful. A Vader? I don't I know if he's like boy or girl. I don't but care. It's fine. I'm just saying, you seem like you know a lot about LMM. That's. All I mean, I know enough. I mean, like I also know like Patrick Page, who's like the um, the, 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 the the what's his name? What, Jesus. What's what's the saying? Keep your enemies close. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I mean, like, I think, like, I know the ent- what their fucking parents look like. Well, I mean, I just know his, like, dad's I a need, piece of shit. Who's, I need like, to know if I need to be angry if I see his parents. I mean, you should be. Why? Like, his, I think his father and him are kind of just awful people who are, like, doing terrible things in Puerto Rico that I'm not going to get into. Everyone can look that up on. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> We're not going to get into it. Like, one of my friends who was with me watching the movie the second time around was like, oh, God, they're fucking in this. Uh, they pop up in Breathe when, like, Nina's walking down the street, and then all of a sudden these two people get out of a car, and, like, they smile at her, and that's his parents. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, Man, again, I'll have I to try to find him. the rewind button. <laughs> I'm just um, sitting here thinking about how the term fanboy is so not gender inclusive. <laughs> no, well, you can call someone a fan I feel like girl. Fan girl. Yeah. Like there's even a book that's called like very fan girl. binary. Like yeah. I just never just call them a piece of shit like everyone else does. <laughs> a fan freak. Stop trying to <laughs> be like, like I think it just it. extends to like my level of like knowledge of all the stupid cameos in this movie. Like again, they're cleaning the the guy who opens the dry cleaner next door that's um Patrick Page and he was uh um Hades in Hades Town and Norman Osborn in Spider Man Turn Off the Dark which I feel like everyone he needs was like to the always gentrifying white of. yeah yeah oh, okay who charges like four billion dollars for a hundred and seventy one dollars to dry clean like some fucking Seven like manteles like what yeah wow. <laughs> I don't know my tailor charges me a lot but I think it's you have a like, fucking tailor. Why do I always get yelled at for being rich when <laughs> Bill buys pre-cut onions and you have a tailor that you refer to as your tailor? I'm a fat woman and I need things cut to my body. See, I just go through the plus size clothes and try to find whatever looks not terrible. But maybe I should get a tailor. This well, seems I'm smart. Short. Like that's the problem. It's like oh, you just fit around my middle. I get it. I'm too tall. It's the problem. Oh, rude. That's the problem. <laughs> We're at opposite ends. Okay, they don't make clothes for either of us. Like I draw, I buy a mini skirt and it's down to my freaking calves. No. <laughs> just roll it up. On the waist. Oh, jeez. Oh, there's geez, no waist no. if it's a dress. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> well, you said you bought a mini skirt. You didn't say it was a dress. I mean, whatever. Like, okay. still, we, th- you that, don't do that. that. Is, yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yes. How about that Hamilton? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean Alexander like Hamilton? I itching to say it. <laughs> so here's the thing. I When I first heard Hamilton, I was like, oh, this is catchy as shit. And, like, I listened to it a lot. And then it took me, like, I don't know, like, three weeks to be like, I'm not sure that I like the second act of this. And then it took, like, another three weeks for me to be like, I think I like this as a collection of singles more than I yes. like it as a cohesive yes. narrative. Yes, 100%. Because it's not a cohesive narrative. It isn't. It's totally unfilmable. It's also not a good show, but whatever. That's all. I don't. Waitress should have won that year. It's fine. 
Waitress, is that the one based on the movie with Carrie Russell and the Pies? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I will go to my grave defending I've that I've never show, heard it. I just know that like, I'm not into Sarah Bareilles music. It's just like too piano soft for me. Wow. Don't watch <laughs> Girls 5 Eva then. I fucking love Girls 5 Eva. She's like the least interesting thing about it. Wow. I have nothing attack. against her. Nothing There's against a lot her, happening that like, I don't understand right now. Um, um, you should watch Eva. Girls 5 Eva. You should watch it because it's a musical. It's a great show. It's really fucking funny. I you're saying. Girls five Eva. Like four yeah. Eva, okay. but like okay. they it's added on another peacock. one. Five. It's, it's on Peacock. It's fucking hilarious. It is. Yes. Peacock it is has me. some really good shit on it. It's true. It's Peacock. I do I for Colombo. The three Peacock. <laughs> I got it because I wanted to watch AP Bio, the, the third season. Oh, so good. Dude, that one episode where it was just all previously on and then like next time on. Yes. <laughs> it was so amazing. Rutherford uh, Falls. We are lady parts. The fucking Save by the Bell reboot is hilarious. Oh, I still need to do that. It's funny. I'm like laughing at every joke because it's, it's by like, the lady who did Great News, yes. right? Yeah, it's, it's, a it's musical like part of that reboot. It's yeah. a musical a TV show. Yes, but it's so good. Girls by Beva is musical, but it's Girls like funny. Beva. Is it jukebox musical or? No, like, no, original songs. Original songs. Okay, and it's all making fun of like early 2000s MTV style yeah. shit. Gotcha. And it also has Renee Lee Stoldberry from Hamilton. Yeah, she's really good in it. Because I remember I kept waiting for <laughs> Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist to get uh, good, and it never did. And, and then it, it got canceled. Which, Thank you God. know, fair. Like, I'm shocked it got a second season, and I'm shocked I watched shocked every episode. Shocked it got episode. a second episode. Same. Also true. <laughs> that pilot was rough. <laughs> First of all, every single person who sang on that song sang poorly. It's like a horrible karaoke. Like no. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. pentatonics. You know, like there was no soul <laughs> to it. It was just one of my favorite things about hacks. Speaking of straight to streaming shows, love hacks is that how much they hate pentatonics. Yes, that's the I love that. Beatbox forward acapella group. They won the sing off. Oh my god! <laughs> they do medley. Can we talk about hot? How hot Jane Smart is? Oh man, I'm I've been in love sure. with her since Frasier. Of course. Put your brother on the phone. Frasier. Since Frasier. She's in Frasier? Yes. She she plays this this very abrasive woman from Frasier's past. Like an um, excellent recurring character. Wait, you guys never watch Designing Women? Of course. I did not. Okay, I know you have one. (laughs) There's no question. That feels. feels... (laughs) Not to be like microaggressive. Oh, yeah, no, 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 we wouldn't want to do that. It's okay. I'm just, I'm the token. Of course, you've watched Designing Women. I mean, um, smart. You're a smart person. <laughs> I mean, I just Gene love Gene Smart. Person. It's okay. I love Gene Smart. <laughs> Although I would say if anybody is me on that show, it is Susan Ann Sugarbaker. Like she is my kindred spirit. I get you know, that. You know what's crazy? I'm pretty sure I have seen this. Without the racism. This, mo- this, this movie. I've seen episodes of this television show, probably like on reruns on like USA or something, but I've it's seen it. It's on Lifetime, actually. We know you're watching Lifetime. It's okay. It's possible. I've seen too many Lifetime original movies. I've, I've talked to you about uh, Moment of Truth, One Baby Too Many. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Waking up from like birth story waking up from a four-day bender sober for the first time in half a week eating cocoa puffs with baileys on them and watching moment of truth one baby too many on lifetime with like a friend who i was in a fight with but we couldn't remember why was one of the greatest low points that i've ever been at 
Oh my god. And now you have a dog named Bailey, so it's all full circle. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of low points, how about that Mark Anthony scene? Uh, how about um, I was, was waiting for him to sing? And why is he so emaciated? I, I'm still, every time I watch the movie, I'm just more and more confused as to why he's in it at all. Because that scene has zero purpose whatsoever. It's and he too, just looks god awful. It is too. It's, so the, what's funny is he's like, oh, we don't have a lot of money. And I'm like, you have like a 6,000 square foot apartment, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. You're living like a goddamn king. But um, <laughs> the other thing is, yeah. He's got a whole thing of he's like, you know, you pay him. Like, how do you pay him cash? It's like, you ever wonder why that is? And I was like, uh, because how would like, he not he's know like why that 16. Is? I don't know. Like, because you're you related. Think the cousin would know. Well, it's yeah. like the whole undocumented thing easily like comes up later in the movie and more fluidly, even though I do think like the protest was a little on the nose. Oh, what, really? um, you think? <laughs> and I do think like there's only two cops in the entire area when there's a protest that's that's well, to be active. fair it's, it's like 17 Krupke. people <laughs> i mean if there were like five people in a gathering in washington heights there'd be like 20 cops ready to kill yeah <laughs> just saying revving I, um, up their cars yeah no that whole that crowd that whole thing like it's it's kind of seated because like earlier in the movie he's like oh yeah you know, we're we're having a protest because the dreamers, they're going to try yeah. to take the dreamers out. And I'm like, all right, so this kid's like political on top of being well, like, like stereotypical rapping teenagers. He is, he is like politically active and stuff. It's just not like they don't try to incorporate like he's undocumented too. Right. Like and that's, that's like, not at him all. And, him and Nina are at the protest, but no one else is. And I'm like, do I these know. guys know each other? <laughs> like, are they related? Am I forgetting something? And yeah, she, she was his babysitter. Okay, yeah, I do remember him screaming that at someone later. Or wait, no, Vanessa, what? I can't remember No, because he, I'm pretty sure he claims to be in love with Mina. I think they just, like, all know each other. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I've lived in, in a city environment, and I never wanted to know my neighbors, because I was, like, just, why would I want to? I, I do kind of wish that I ever lived in a place where everyone was as up in each other's business as these people are. <laughs> mm, didn't you grow up in the suburbs? I grew up in the suburbs, but then, like, later on in my life, I have lived other places, obviously. And also in the suburbs, we kind of all had, like, a detente. It's like our kids play with each other. That's it. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I know that my grandmother and my grandfather had that because they lived in, like, Queens, which, you know, you know, like, they knew everyone. And then, like, slowly but surely, it'd be like, oh, what happened to Marsha across the street? She died. It's like, oh, Okay. <laughs> I think the internet just replaced all of this. Yeah, pretty much. Now yeah. I have my micro communities. Now like, I, I don't need to go uncle. down to the bodega and talk to people. I can jump well, exactly. on Twitter and get shouted at. <laughs> well, sort of. But like, so I got into this fight with my uncle because he sent me an American flag and he was like, oh, I want you to display this. And I was oh, like, um, I sure like I, I put it up in my den, um, just like in a in a pen thing. That feels and like, why worse wouldn't you hang that like outside your window? I'm like, how big was this fucking flag? It's like tiny. First of all, it is. It's <laughs> like one of those like baby flags that someone would hand you at a parade. Right. I was about to say you put it in a pen thing and he's like, yeah. no, put it out your window. And yeah, it's like, uh, it sure. Window. Memorial Day, like honor the people that have died for your freedom. I was like, well, I made a Facebook post about my actual grandfather who died because of the, because of serving in World War II, like, isn't that 
I, like that's my community. Like I am like opening up to that's my community. That's my front porch flag thing. My neighbors don't know me. They don't know shit. I don't want to display <laughs> an American flag in like Cambridge, Massachusetts. <laughs> like I should start flying my different nationality flags on all of the different days that like would apply to it and just confuse the shit out of all my neighbors. I mean, wouldn't that be the most American thing of all? Yeah, True. just like, all right, Columbus Day, let's put up the Italian flag. And then it's like, all right, now it's St. Patrick's Day, time to be Irish again. And then it's like, I guess I got to take the ancestry to know for sure. But I'm assuming like Cinco de Mayo, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this lack of community or, or like the supposed lack of cor- corporeal community kind of doesn't mean as much if you have like your instagram and your facebook means a lot because like i realized when i was on on vacation like i had literally one person who i could call to come and check on my house who it wouldn't take them 30 minutes to get to it Mm. and i you you can hire a house sitter oh no throw money at the problem (laughs) again the rich person talking (laughs) let your butler no it's the person with like neurodivergence like just throw money at the problem do neurodivergent people have a lot of money is that what we're saying no i'm just saying like sometimes like okay like somebody with adhd like i pay a tax for forgetting to do things on time okay so if i forget to pay something on time like a bill i then have to pay a fee so yes. it's like it's like the neurodivergence tax. So that's oh, why I okay, kind of yeah. feel like you Yeah. I used to call that my depression tax. Well that's yeah, but you could also argue that like depression is a form of neurodivergence because so, literally your cognition is impacted by it. That's yeah. true, yeah. In fact, the other day on Twitter I found out someone was saying something like, Oh, over the last five days, like my PSI has really come back and like, you know, every time it flares up and I was like, What the fuck is PSI? And I looked it up and it's passive suicidal ideation. And I was like, oh, that's, God, that's now, so now I have a name for it. Right. So I know. <laughs> so that, but that was the crazy thing. I'm like, you can pinpoint that you didn't have it six days ago and it came back. I thought that's just how we lived. I know. I'm jealous. Right. That sounds like, nice. For me, it's probably <laughs> been like, oh, like I'm 34. So I'll just say like uh, 17 years. Like, oh, that's a thing that I should be aware of and concerned about. And then I was like, what's, 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 what's there to be passive and active? And it's like passive is like, like when you're imagining. Right. Well, passive is like the desire to be dead. Passive is like, I wish I could just like float to the floor and like never recover. Yeah. Or like if you're driving like, oh, I'm just going to like turn my wheel and like go off the road or something well i think that's oh, great now that i know active. how to drive i'm <laughs> definitely looking forward to that that's literally my life every day right. uh- <laughs> anyway i was like oh so like i should be concerned about the psi that's weird <laughs> like, well i'm gonna go back to never really dealing with it um this is not gonna help Brian all the hamilton <laughs> this is not gonna help all the people who've reached out to me privately on twitter to be like are you sure you're fine <laughs> Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, really appreciate the concern, guys. I'm doing great. I got a dog. Her name is Bailey. She's adorable. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I I don't even remember how we got here. I remember I was saying that the, the Benny Nina thing confused the shit out of me because it's like 30 days later. It's like, are they still trying to figure their shit out? But apparently, like, they do have sex during the blackout. She has to go back to fucking school. Like, Okay, I will say they just threw her on a goddamn train and just said, like, we don't care about Benny and Nina anymore. Right. Well, that was I was looking at the end. I'm like, where's Benny and Nina and their beautiful mixed race child? And it's like, nope, 
<laughs> Nowhere. She's 19. Give her a minute to graduate from college. Okay, yeah, but, but at least like, finish is like fucking eight. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, so like, you know, fucking Nina could have a four year old or something. Standing, have kids. standing out it's, there with her briefcase and Benny. Yeah. Or just even show them together, you know? But, like, no, they were just done with them. They had, like, the most visually interesting, but also still way too CGI'd Gap commercial, you know, Don't, moment. She had to go to graduate school. She's far away. That's right, because she's going to solve immigration. <laughs> yes. That's what I, I'll go back and I'll deal with the racism because I'm going to solve the, the, the immigration crisis. Didn't it feel like this movie was set in a time before now. Like, yeah. This whole movie just had this sort of like, well, so that definitely still feels like 2010 or what's well, it's weird. Cause they tried to update it, but then you just kind of end up dating yourself anyway. Well, yeah. that was the thing is like, you're talking about like, Oh, you know, she was just supposed to have trouble cause she was working too many jobs, but instead they made it like micro or not even micro pretty fucking macro aggressions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Super and macro. then it's like, I th- apparently the dreamers thing was new to this too right because mm-hmm. i read a slate article that talked about this and i'm like it's like you try you were like oh there's no way we can't talk about how shitty white people are which fair but also like you didn't do it properly and it's At so all. so ham-handed to the point that it would have been better if you just kept everything internal to the characters because then they'd actually have some agency Anyway, but you know what? It might mean something to somebody else, so I'm not yeah. gonna shit on it. Yeah, someone, some, I, I, I think it was Robert Daniels on Twitter said something like, "I didn't really like In the Heights, and here's some reasons why." And someone responded to him on Twitter, being like, "Other people like this movie. You should think about that before you talk poorly about it." And I do not mm. subscribe to that. I think that's silly. I make literally I tens of dollars as a film critic. Yeah, <laughs> and like there is you can a way to something, something and it doesn't immediately like it doesn't inherently negate what someone else enjoys about it. It's yes. not like I can say like I think Lin-Manuel uh, Miranda's cameos in this are objectively terrible in every single way, but like still love the movie. It's like we have layers. Yeah, we can critique I love and this enjoy. movie. Like, <laughs> I, I would, would see this again. I would yeah. see a movie that was only about a Paragua man um, fighting a Mr. <laughs> no. Softy. No, like a, like a good 90-minute slapstick no, no comedy. Beard. Not, not Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh my god, his like, fucking beard. Okay, let's let's talk about how he, yes. like, you mean he just felt? showed yes. up like it was it was like he was so excited (laughs) well it's like he was showing up to go like like audition for like wolverine or something and it's just (laughs) fucking i'm a zaddy now (laughs) it's so bad don't uh, robin there's 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 no reason that he can't be a clean shaven you're shaving ice you can shave your beard I think in the it's show, also, it's really Kid Aquaman you know, is so. like this chubby beardo. I don't care. I'm I don't care. care. <laughs> like, Again, if you're self-inserting, you need to do it better. <laughs> Make it not distracting in every way. <laughs> he should have swapped places with Mark me. Anthony. That's what I Sure, <laughs> totally. Jesus. Even though uh, that scene just needs to be cut, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, all those scenes need me. to be cut. This whole was... movie needs to be cut. Abuela Claudia, she is fantastic in this, and she is from the stage pro show. Oh, really? I wonder if I saw her then. If she yeah. was in the touring community, I saw the touring one when I was in LA. Yeah, um, like straight up Tony. Like she got it. <laughs> so she has basically like no real anything until that scene. But I feel like 
if Judy Dench can get an Oscar nomination for a seven minute performance, I could totally see her getting one. Oh, totally. I would love that, honestly. When did Judy Dench get People have already, have already kind of plagued her as, yeah. as kind Oh, of really? Oh, good. The campaign has definitely begun. <laughs> I am all fucking for it. Yeah. I mean, I'm um, sure the Oscars would love to give an Oscar to someone playing like a matronly Hispanic woman. Oh, I mean, they just gave it to the grandma from. Uh, That's what, what I'm saying, Bill. Like, I'm yeah, being yeah. honest in my in my <laughs> irony. Like, they're going to be like, oh, a non-threatening, matronly, elderly Hispanic woman. Uh, we'd love it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's make that 100%. happen. Oh, and she fucking dies, too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she Dumbledore this shit. Holy the fuck, song is, while she's dying, she literally walks up to a fucking ray of light. Oh, Jesus. Give her two of them. <laughs> God, I love that set piece. Such a cruel person. I am a horrible (laughs) human being, yes. Um, Judy Dench was nominated. I think she might have won for Shakespeare in Love. Oh, that was before my time. Yeah, she I try not to remember that She's in that movie for like for seven minutes. Like it's really a very short performance. But that's fine. That's why it's supporting. That's why all this category fraud is bullshit. I guess. I think we should make a new category called like true supporting actress where it's like the people who just show up for Guest like three act. seconds. Yeah. Yes. Like they do with the Emmys. Yeah, what exactly. Else? Anyway, <laughs> let's get the fuck out of Best here. Campaign. Yeah. Are we done? Are we done alternately oh, yeah, sure. slaying We're and done. lauding this movie? I was going to say, it's like, I think I've made all my complaints about the movie, especially Lin-Manuel Miranda. <clears throat> It's funny wanna... how this became like a bitch sesh because I like loved this movie. I'm fucking. No, I glad. do love it. I feel like we've talked enough about like all the things we did love. There's yeah. just like we can critique again. Yeah, there's like three songs you liked, and uh... wow, no, there's like more Carnival de Barrio, ninety six thousand, and Hacienda Anthony Ramos and, like, is a. I mean, great. I adore the opening number with all it's of my great. heart. <laughs> Which is the opening number? In the Heights. Oh. <laughs> scene <laughs> well it's like literally like i think like the the way the camera moves around like such a small space in that one is just delightful oh, that's like the I first think the introduction to all the characters is delightful um and then the cut to like when he's just watching outside like staring and they have all of the choreography going on and the reflection yeah. i think is gorgeous um yeah i i love that opening number a lot <laughs> wicked wicked and that was like oh the honestly first he will make a great wicked when he minutes yeah. of this movie yeah it's like a 10 minute song yeah, yeah it's <laughs> um i also just love john m2 um like i'll go to the grave defending gem and the holograms even though no one else will um i feel like no, that's I've already started getting reclaimed like, a little bit yeah. oh thank god good because people are finally joining Right. Well, I mean, after after he's he's now, especially with like crazy rich Asians and now this, I feel like he's building that kind of um, I don't want to say vulgar auteur, but people being like, no, this guy. Of, yeah. yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. Like people been like, oh, my God, step up to the streets, step up 3D. Like, holy shit. Like even the Justin Bieber documentary has got a thing going on. And, I mean, like, they absolutely do. Also, now you see me, too. <laughs> Oh, oh, shice. He's I will die on the that. hill that that is the most delightful goddamn <laughs> I am almost certain that I directed that, or not directed that, that I reviewed that. Uh, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up right now. I still think, like, the weird card passing between each other heist scene while they're, like, 
trying to get into the goddamn whatever it was is batshit as hell but like like again now you see me is like not like it's fine but then now you see me too just takes everything to like the nth degree of stupidity and it's like yeah that's what i want from this so you know magician heist yes (laughs) you know what's crazy is that um that card heist every once in a while will just pop up on my tiktok for you page yes because it'll be someone being like fucking greatest scene ever oh my god and like i you know the thing that always annoys me about these now you see movies is that like as a person who legitimately fucking loves magic it annoys the shit out of me that it's all just cgi stuff (laughs) um so yeah i did review now you see me too back june 9th of 2016 oh my god that's literally like five years ago yep that's fucking crazy my daughter was like two weeks away from being born and i fucking reviewed (laughs) now you see me too We gotta love John and Chu in this house. What uh, I, I gave it a D. <laughs> wow. Would you also give In the Heights a D? I, you know, that's the problem. Is that like I think I couldn't because like I will I will understand people being like In the Heights is fun, and I'd be like, all right, yeah, I guess you're right, C minus. Um, <laughs> but like now you see me too. I'm tr- I don't even remember most of this movie. It's an ugly, pointless, wasteful tactic to create demand for a sequel. <laughs> Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I got fine. really annoyed at the Bax mythology thing. So yeah, I think I, I now you see me too tripped my hatred enough to get a D out of me. Whereas in the Heights, I would be just like, oh, I don't care. Just give it a C minus and make sure I never <laughs> have to talk about it again. <clears throat> and yet here we are. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go watch GI Joe Retaliation. Do it. To build. Did you? Do you have a feeling about what I just said? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do it. Okay. Anyway, um, yes, but yeah, he's getting. I mean, John M. Chu is getting getting love on all things. I did not realize he was doing Wicked. Hell yeah! Who's uh? Who's gonna be doing? Who's in this thing? Do we have no idea? But I can't announced... wait. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they've announced the cast yet because like people haven't exploded yet. Yeah, I'm sure that it will be met with uh, calm, measured reactions. Of course, from mm-hmm. everyone. Everyone's gonna be like, "No, it should be the original cast," and the original cast is gonna be like, "No, the we're like eighty, like 60. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who the original cast was. Uh, Kristen Chenoweth and Adina Menzel. What if it's the chick from Glee? Oh, shut the fuck up! Don't say that. Don't like. <laughs> don't put that energy out in the world. How dare you? I'm not. I'm being squeezing it out. I'm extruding it. <laughs> No, absolutely not. Oh God, That's don't make those. Wow, <laughs> I'm leaving now. I feel very offended by this. I suggestion. also am leaving. Uh. <laughs> like that's what knocked me out. Sorry. <laughs> oh boy, not in this house. No Leia Michelle ever. <laughs> not even her rendition of Poker Face with her own mother. Oh my God, shut up. Wait, wait, wait. Don't bring up Glee again. Did you say that someone sings Poker Face with their mom? Well, in in character. It's her and Adina Menzel singing it. The song about, like, bisexual lust. I Uh, love it. Yeah. It's so, ah, God, Glee. What a, what a, what a world. What a world. world. Someday I'll, like, get really high and just rewatch all of Glee. Never watched an episode of Glee. Feel pretty no, confident. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Right Save choice. yourself. Oh, yeah. I almost want to tell you to do it. 
Yeah, because like, you're like a little devil on his shoulder. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Give I mean, me like I just, the same energy. One episode. <laughs> you can do that, right? You can just see like, this is the one. I mean, one just do the watch. premiere. It's actually good. Yeah, do the well, pilot. I don't want to watch Don't do the second one. episode. Because like things happen <laughs> in the second episode that are so fucking outlandish that you think this is a dream <laughs> sequence and then it's not and then yeah. you just finally learn what ryan murphy's all about oh I mean, i'm sorry but i watched nip tuck when it <laughs> was airing on yes, so i know nip-tuck. what ryan murphy is fucking about man nip tuck is peak ryan murphy and i will stand by that to my, my grave. the craziest thing is that the kid is peak ryan murphy but it's also like the first fucking thing he did <laughs> Excuse me, that was popular. How dare you? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> popular was a great WB show. Oh. Um, only lasted two seasons. Wonderful, though. <laughs> it was basically a parody of like 90210, but before the culture was ready for that. Yeah, but then it also ended up just becoming what it was parodying in the second season. Mm-hmm. Like they have some real earnest like after school special episodes about being gay, and it's like, oh boy, <laughs> this is rough. Um, it was nineteen ninety nine. I know, but still, God, Brian like, fucking Murphy. Uh, <laughs> at least, at least they were on TV. <laughs> yes. Oh, true. Good news. Nip Tuck is streaming on Hulu. God bless. Now is that I, good news for anybody? Legitimately, might news. watch the pilot after I get off. Honestly, this. just do like the first four seasons and then just quit. Because <laughs> I do think the second they leave Miami, it gets bad. Oh, I stopped watching Hamilton. after they left. No, Phil, no, we're talking about Nip Tuck now, and I don't care. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, Ryan Murphy made a bad musical last year, so that's 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 how I'm going to tie this back into musicals. <laughs> oh, was that the politician okay, okay. one? I also thought the prom, prom, um, the prom was the worst thing <laughs> oh, I've ever fucking like watched into 2020 yes 100%. however i did download one of the songs oh it's <laughs> so, okay like, the songs are kind of catchy it's fine okay oh so it's better than just the thank you for absolving me wow not better than in the heights <laughs> if you said the songs <laughs> no. are catchy that's like automatically a full letter no. grade better all right wow Wow. Go back to your island right now. <laughs> Look, I am happy on this island. I'm burning down the ferry. <laughs> the Staten You're Island there. ferry? <laughs> yeah, wherever island you end up on. It may not be a good one. It could be Rikers. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, uh, it's Brothers Island. Uh, it's the abandoned one that used to be like a cholera ward. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so that's it. Uh, we're done talking about this movie. It's been a real blast. <clears throat> and yes, Juan, we are so happy that you could be here. Thank to talk you it over for this. having me. This was delightful. So, glad that you were able to like rise to the occasion and just <laughs> join the fray and not be afraid to insult and Please shout. do. I mean, again, it's like as much as I love it, I also hate things about it, especially once again, Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> so I, 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 I already talked about Robert Daniels, and uh, in a further defense of myself, I will once again quote a person who is better than me at everything, and that's Beatrice Louisa. She said, "Your resident bad Latina is cringing her way through the in the heights." Ironically, in the heights itself feels like an act of gentrification, and I feel like that sums up my thoughts pretty well. I could see yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're going right. to on. Not going to so, be mad. <laughs> good. Yeah. Let it go. Um, no, that's a different musical. That's a Disney movie. But it is <laughs> Adina Menzel. Coconut. Con- yeah, we should consider its leaves. Um, the island gives us what we need. <sighs> okay.
Okay. Anyway, uh, I gotta go. I gotta eat an apple or something. Um, <laughs> once again, uh, go to patreon.com slash filmstage show to give us your money. Go to mubi.com slash filmstage for a free 30-day trial. Uh, last week we talked about Undina, and they've got a Christian Petzold thing going on right now, so you're going to want to check that out. And also, the Deep Blue Sea is also streaming on movies. Deepest, <laughs> Go on, Bill. My hat is like a shark's fin. There we go. All right. <laughs> I was about to say, you can't You can't not say the next part. You got to finish the ritual. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so so go check that out. MUBI.com slash filmstage for free to your trial. Um, Robin Barr, what are we talking about next week? Luca. Luca, the newest film from Pixar, um, which will be re- releasing only on yes Disney Plus. That's fucking annoying as shit. Because I fucking annoying want to bring my daughter to the movie theaters, and I uh, would love to be able to say to her like, "We're gonna go see Luca in theaters. We're gonna get a giant ass thing of popcorn. It's gonna be great." And her being like, "Yeah, I don't understand the significance of this." Oh, has she? Uh, she's been to a theater. Yeah, yeah, like. When she was first born. Good. <laughs> yes. Um, a model for all parenting. Pretty much. Um, I mean, she almost got born during a press screening of Neon Demon, so. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yes. So so he, here's something for you, Brian. Since okay. you are a fan of Newsies, right? Yeah, I love Newsies. Okay. So the director of that... Kenny Ortega was originally pegged to direct this back yep. in 2008. Oh. Yep. Okay, he also wait. Did the high school musicals. Yeah, he went full Disney. Wait, yeah. Wait, are you talking about Christian Bale newsies or are you talking about Broadway live recording newsies? Broadway. Okay. Yes. No, no, no. He didn't do the original newsies, did he? 19, 1992? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, the the yeah, so Bale. the the Newsies Broadway's the, the live shit he one. Did. Yeah, the live one is Jeff Calhoun and Brett <laughs> yeah, Sullivan. He also did Hocus Pocus. <clears throat> that I knew. I forgot he did Newsies. Um, yeah, I'll say that if you're looking for a good uh, New York-based scrappy underdog story um, to watch mu- musical-wise, Newsies is great. <laughs> <laughs> Again. The live Broadway recording, because those motherfuckers can dance. Like it's true. My jaw dropped during some of the things that those guys are doing on stage while wearing page boy hats. Anyway, <laughs> they're glued to their head. Don't don't be that impressed. <laughs> nope, <laughs> we're gonna be impressed. Um, that's a catchy ass musical. Anyway, we're we're done. We're done talking about this. Uh, we're gonna be talking. Musical. We're gonna be talking about Luca. We're gonna be recording it tomorrow. So forgive us if we're punchy during it. Um, I will attempt maybe to get my daughter to record something that I can post in in post. Yes. Pre-record um, that shit. Otherwise, uh, you know, I just I will have all of her reactions that I can say as we're talking about it. So look forward to that. Um, let's tell the fine people at home where it can be found between now and the next time. Juan, would you like to tell people where they can find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Juanito, W-O-A-H. And I basically use that same exact handle literally everywhere. So... Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Bill Graham. 
you can find me on the great continent of the Americas, and uh, <laughs> you can also find me on Twitter at CableBFG and uh, slowly picking up the pieces over at the Slack channel, just getting back into it. So having fun there. Anytime that I say the name of any place now, I'm going to then overly earnestly say, say it out loud so it doesn't disappear. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please do. I'm going to go to the target. Say it out loud so it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, Robin would call that Tarjay. Right. Thank you. I would. We do love the Revenant. Fancy lady. B- 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 yeah, the Revenant. <laughs> yeah, Revenant. Good. Good. I don't know if you. I don't know if you know this, but uh, she uh, was talking about the Revenant a couple of weeks ago, and she <laughs> said earnestly, very earnestly, the Revenant. And we were like, what? what oh my God. I still pronounce it that way. You will not shame me. <laughs> the best part was that it was like, it was the first, it was one of the first things she says in making a point. So she's like, now if you were to look at something like the Revenant and then kept going. And then like two minutes later when she stopped talking, I was like, can we just talk about, <laughs> did you call it the Revenant? I'm sorry. The Revenant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Revenant. I feel like I would have had the same reaction. So who am I to? <laughs> Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um that's that's good times. Um speaking of Robin. Hello. Where can you be found on Aloha? Online? Why do we keep saying no. no? It's not okay. a thing. It doesn't relate in any way. Um <laughs> Okay, you can find me on Twitter at Robin Barr, R-O-B-Y-N-B-A-H-R. I'm the only Robin Barr that I think is around, so it's easy to find me. I am great. like Googling me. I am a government contractor, <laughs> right? So like I go from office to office every couple of years, and um, I, I was encouraged by a recruiter to like put down this whole endeavor because the people I was going to be working for might want someone with multimedia experience. And so I did. And they found me. And they listened to some of my podcasts. And it was like... My uh, jaws dropped right now. Uh, you hired me? Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, no, you were great. You know, and, you know, obviously don't talk like that in the office. But, you know, it's I'm like, okay, great. I can do that. <laughs> you mean my suicide ideation? <laughs> <laughs> you talking about the the cursing, the suicidal ideation, the like way oversharing of past traumas, no, all of it. Just <laughs> shut up and do your fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> my job is all about trauma, actually, but not my own. No, my life is all about trauma. Um. Anyway, uh, speaking of me and my life, uh, you can find me all over the internet at Brian J. Rowan. Um, pictures of my new dog, Bailey, are on Instagram live right now. Go to Brian J. Rowan on Instagram. And, uh, of course, you can go to schmidtspirits.com for information about my distillery. If you're in the area and you can come and grab a drink. And, of course, you can find episodes, every episode of this year podcast and my writing at thefilmstage.com, where you can also find my review of Now You See Me Too. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time.
Yes. So Luca will be recorded tomorrow and released next week. This will not be a double week uh, like last time. Um, Yeah. I will say I have a dog now. I have a new dog. Bailey. Bailey. She's great. Um, So anyone who... I still think it should have been whiskey or scotch. Dude. All right. So like... I, I've been telling my daughter, like, we're going to adopt a dog. We're getting a new dog because our dog died in March for anyone who doesn't know. Um, if you're not a loyal listener of this podcast. But anyway, so <laughs> I was like, we're going to go meet this dog. And if the dog seems OK, we're going to we'll do like a provisional trial adoption. Because, you know, I just don't know how much time I have to, like, devote to training a dog if I also have a four year old that I'm raising on my own. And so anyway, fair, uh, fair. we meet the dog and the the rescue is like, yeah, we call her Bailey, but she doesn't have a name. She doesn't know her name. But my daughter heard that and was like, her name is Bailey now. <laughs> i was like really we could name her anything you know, could name her luca <laughs> right we could name her cora like if you really <laughs> want to like Julia. screw with people like we could name her anything and you're Ercole. like one <laughs> you that- could name me yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but see okay dog name Juan. if if it was a dog named juan barkin i would actually have to spell it b-a-r-k-i-n apostrophe i am so sorry Juan. <laughs> Like, and it's like a microaggression. <laughs> I've literally heard every possible Juan one joke in existence oh, of the world, boy. and barking is definitely like barking up the wrong tree. Like that's that's yeah. Oh, it's gonna be your wedding hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> every time I disagree with you, yep, barking, Juan, up, the barking up the wrong tree. I would love again. that. I will say that as a person who was on a crew team in college and whose last name was Rowan, I too got my oh, fair amount no. of terrible puns. That's so, rough. Uh, yeah, I'm right there. Well, with my you. middle name's Honey, so fuck oh, that. Oh, Honey. <laughs> honey Bar. I've heard it all. I've literally heard it all. Robin, oh, I grew up in the Bible Belt, so you know my name. Had a lot of fun when I was like Billy Graham. Four. Yeah, oh, I never even just considered like, that. I were know. just like, oh wow, and I'm just like, I don't know anybody that knows who Billy Graham is. Like, I'm just like, uh, I'm I'm like six. Like, who, who are you talking to? Like, I don't know who Billy Graham is. Like, what I fully is believe that now? Bill at six sounded exactly the same. <laughs> Fabulous mustache, rippling muscles. Um, I was going to say, this is another reason for you to go by Will Graham. Yes. Yes, it I has. Like I, have, I, I have considered Will <clears throat> at some point, but it's just too much. Too much effort. I've also considered changing my email address, but it's just too much effort. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to stick with it. Yeah. So, I understand that. Well. Oh, man. But anyway, so if at some point I randomly say, oh, my God, and I just stop talking, just be aware that I'm probably like going to deal with something with the dog. But the dog is actually like the most phenomenally chill, awesome animal that I've ever met. I um, jokingly said today that she could turn out to be the Antichrist and I'd still have to keep her. Once again, definitely part of the narrative that I'm starting to understand of Brian Rowan. (laughs) That I would keep a dog even if it was the Antichrist? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Anyway, uh, pictures exist. Uh, Hamilton. Follow follow me on Instagram. (laughs) I I could feel it. I could feel it coming, Bill, so that's why I was going to wrap up with that. 